With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Thank you for tuning in. Once again, you are locked into the place where sports opinions collide, broadcasting live over the airways of Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Dead End Sports. Again, the place where sports opinions collide. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356, 0356. Uh, this is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, but you can actually participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, log into our chat room. The chat room is always open and it's always interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and join the discussion. Or you can hit us up 646-478-0356. If you're on social media, Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Dead End Sports. You can follow us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page. Go to facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also check us out if you are on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Dead End Sports as well. Uh, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of tonight's show, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash sports. You can also catch us on Stitcher as well as iTunes, uh, as well as SoundCloud. And, of course, we have a YouTube channel. Make sure that you watch, share, and subscribe to our channel, youtube.com backslash sports. want to apologize for getting a little late start. We had some technical difficulties. And we're still having some technical difficulties, so if you call in and you want to speak to us, 
press the number one if you feel like you've been on hold for too long. Uh, shoot us a tweet at Dead End Sports, and we'll make sure that we get you on the air. Um, I want to thank you all for rocking with us as you do each and every Tuesday night. Uh, again, I am your host, 12 Kyle. Uh, we did not do a show last week because we uh, shot some videos, so the videos will be up and running on our channel here soon as we uh, get closer and closer to the NFL season. Of course, I will not be doing tonight's show alone. going to be joined by my partners. Let's bring them on first, the beat maker of the crew right here in the ATL. He hails from Detroit, my man Beasy. Beasy, what up, though? If I could pull up his call. Okay, it's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> it is trying to pull up BZ's call, but getting some type of delay here. So right before I bring up BZ, let's go to uh, let's go to the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. Let's see if we can bring up FIFO's call. Are you serious? All right, let's try Ken's phone call. Ken, you there? Hey, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I Hello? got you. Uh, FIFO. Yo. All right, we got FIFO. Yo. I'm trying to get B. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, I'm getting like the hourglass. So hang on, B. It's going to come through in a second. Um, what's going on, man? Man, you know, we went through the same thing. Like, hey, you know what? Let me just say this. Go ahead and say it, man. And, and they may take us offline, but I hate blogs already, yo. This is ridiculous. We should not have the same type of issues the second night in a row. We couldn't even do the show at all last night. You can't find any information about anything that's going on. You have to tweet them, and then they tweet you back and tell you to email them or hit them on the live chat. You call customer service, and you're online for, I was holding for about 20 minutes. Absolutely that's just, ridiculous. That's just a frustrate you. Right. It's, so just, we a, have to, it's just a frustrate you. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, so we had to actually record the show, uh, which was kind of cool. We, we recorded it via Skype, and then I had to edit it down this morning, and then we put it out. So we may just end up doing it that way anyway. Um, but, yeah, it was it was, it, it was it was extremely frustrating, man. And, and, and I saw, you know, because I went on Twitter when we were having problems, and I went and checked their timeline, and people were still having some issues. But um, at least we were, we were able to get on the air tonight, though. As you know, my that. frustration is is that they Blog Talk Radio sends the same general uh, uh, tweets. So if you check the timeline, and, and which is something I did when I couldn't get on, when I right before I text you guys, and they're experiencing some type of tech, cause, and, and I wasn't sure if the issues that I was having was a result of the thunderstorms or bad weather that we had come through here in Atlanta um, over the last couple of hours. And because, uh, you know, sometimes it'll, you know, it'll mess with your Internet and stuff like that when you have really, really bad storms. And we had some real bad storms come through here probably about maybe an hour, two hours ago. And uh, but no, I mean, I, I, like you can't. And I've been with Blog Talk Radio going on six years and I'm about to wrap up Blog Talk Radio for real. Um, it, it sucks, man. And, and this is the frustration when you do a live show, because we have people that want to call. We have people that want to listen. And if you can't log in. I mean, it just it defeats the purpose. And, you know, so I would definitely call customer service, bitch and moan, let them credit you, you know, this month's uh, service. I've done that before in the past, gotten two, three months services for free. Uh, but this is just ridiculous. And it makes it that much harder because we do a live show 
It's on a limited basis. We don't have it so much. I mean, we still get the two-hour slot, regardless of whether or not we start at 9 o'clock or 9.10. The problem is it's just is we, we, we try to run things. We try to run a tight ship around here, and this is just frustrating. And, like, even right now as we're speaking, I'm still trying to pull up B's call, and it's giving me, like, the hourglass. Now, what I can do is I can refresh, but if I refresh, I don't want to want to. I don't want to lose everybody else's on the line, which I don't think I will, but I'm going to um, try another means in which getting B on the line here in just a second. But, um, yeah, man, I, I'm with you, man. It's it's extremely frustrating. And I, I, I saw the tweet this morning um, or late last night uh, that you guys sent that you were having issues. At least at least we're able to get on tonight. So, um, But I'm not, I'm not going to play any music because I won't be able to cut it off. I'm not going to do anything else, but – if you if you're listening and you call in and you feel like you've been on hold for too long, uh, feel free to shoot us a tweet because at this point I see calls on the line, but I don't know if they're just calling to listen or if they actually want to talk. So uh, just shoot us a tweet at Dead End Sports and I'll get the tweet and we can get you on the air. But anyway, that's enough about that. Um, FIFO, what's good, man? Not much, man. Uh, you know, working, grinding, living, eating. True, true, true. What's going on with you, Ken? Yeah, not, man, you know, just uh, me and the wife, we went walking earlier. Um, actually, about I walked in about 15 minutes before the show, and um, and I was just trying to scoff down some food, man. This, this lovely meal in here. Kyle, you know about that, man, a lovely meal that being here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I did the same. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, one of the the many joys of of being married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you don't have to cook it your damn self. <laughs> Even though I do cook, I do cook. Three, four, seven, well, I'm six, four, six, four, seven, eight. I, I, I cook. can't. Cook. I actually cook. I, I, I can't cook. cook. I just, oh. I just haven't a lot lately. Okay, okay, okay. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah, no, I love it. I love cooking. Um. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. Uh, we will B is going to call back in and we'll get him on in just a second. Let's go ahead and get tonight's uh, show cracking, if you will. Um, NFL man, preseason is up and running. We just had uh, we had the we since we didn't do a show last week, we know that we had the Hall of Fame game two weeks ago, and of course this past weekend every NFL team got into action. Um, there was a lot of chatter about. You know, two particular two particular players, um, being, meaning the uh, two top quarterbacks from this past year's draft, uh, Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Bucks and Marcus Mariota of the Tennessee Titans. Um, they both uh, played this past weekend. Winston uh, faced up against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and Mariota faced our hometown Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so I'll start right there with you, Ken. Uh, how would you assess Winston and uh, Mariota's performance? Well, I, I didn't get a chance. I, I didn't have a chance to see. Uh, I didn't see Mariota play. I just saw the the bot score, and I did hear that he fumbled the ball twice, which you know is is not uncommon for him. Um, you know, but but I also looked at the seven and eight for ninety four yards, which. For me, that tells me he was doing that. And, and well, I, I saw some passes he made that wasn't a lot of check down, but it's, it, judging by that, it seemed like it was a lot of safe throws that that were easy 
to uh to make, you know, just take the the check down guy and and, and keep the ball moving. Kind of Oregon style anyway. Um quick pace, fast moving, and they said he, he settled down. So, um just real quick, if 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 I'm wrong on that, please let me know because like I said, I didn't you see are. the game. I'm, exactly. That that's why I was trying to stop you. You are. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Mm-mm. Wasn't like that. Okay, good. Uh, well, like I said, I saw one or two, th- two or three highlight throws that he made. Like he hit one running back coming out. Um, looked like he was hitting the flat, and then he went up, and Mariota put it right on the money. But anyway, so I'll, let's do this. I didn't see Mariota play. I just know he had two fumbles. I'm listening to the analysts. They say he struggled, but he settled down when the offense was quick pace. So I'll go by that. Um, I did watch Winston, and, of course, he came out the game. He was struggling. He missed a couple of his throws. He has a tendency to do that sometimes, but, of course, there's always right. the nerve, nerves and the jitters. And, and he did – Winston did the one thing that I wanted to see him do, and he tossed the ball down the field, and he hit Vincent Jackson. And he started to kind of settle down, get into his rhythm, get his confidence together, and then, you know, how do we judge quarterbacks? Can you move the ball – during the two-minute warning, he managed to do that, put together a scoring drive. Yeah, it was with his legs, but I think that will help keep the opposing defenses a little bit honest to show that he can scrum. He's not the quickest or most, you know, or most most athletic quarterback in the league, but he can get it done when he need needs to get it done. So the one thing I liked about Winston and what I was looking for was, will his confidence be shaken? Well, we all know Winston's confidence is never really shaken. But right, right, you know, right. <laughs> but you know, will that yeah, translate man. to the game? And you know, he threw one interception. He almost threw another one. But it was. It, I read this article about him, and apparently, this guy has a photographic memory, and he can m- memorize plays on the field and certain mistakes, or you know, this that, defenses and this that and the other. It was a really interesting article. It was on ESPN, and it just shows to. It speaks to the level of, of intelligence that he has and, and, and the fortitude and the desire and the will to be better and to know plays. But all of that, of course, has to translate to the field. But I, I saw Winston, man. I saw the aggressive Winston that would throw it down the field. I saw the same Winston that would try to squeeze it in when, it, when, it was, when it's not there. And I saw the Winston that, that will take – that would make the right throw and take the play and keep the chains moving. So I like what I saw. But I do need to see Mariota. I want to see him play. But I, I think overall, I think these guys will be okay in the NFL. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Uh, Winston and Mariota, what, what did you, how, how would you assess their performance? You know, it's interesting. I didn't see Winston play, but I saw Mariota play. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it was destined to be, Ken. It was destined to be. But, you know, um, with Mariota, the thing that, that I noticed was I wanted to see if his speed was college speed or if it was NFL speed with his legs. The boy got NFL speed. The other okay. thing I wanted to see was his accuracy and his arm strength. I got to see both of those. The bo- Look, I think I – don't, I don't know how big of a star Mariota is going to be, but he belongs. And I think that he has a foundation that he can build upon. Now, he, did, he didn't look as comfortable dropping back, but he looked natural. It looked like something that was 
natural to him, and he just has to do it more. But we know how NFL quarterbacks are. Year one, everybody struggles. Nobody's perfect. You're going to have some nice numbers, but come on. like you're, 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 Nobody's that guy year one, not at that position. You know what I'm saying? So, But I think that he definitely belongs. He definitely belongs. I just, you know, we need to see more. What, what, what did he play, like a couple, like three, four drives? So, you know. Yeah, I think he played like three fight. drives. Winston played the whole half, whole first half. Hmm. Hmm. See, and I would have did. See, I wanted, I wanted them to do that with Mariota, too. Like, you have a number one, number two quarterback that you just let that boy play. He needs to see everything. You know, but either way, um, I like what I saw. You know, and just like I guess like Ken said with Winston, you saw the nerves um, and, and, and you saw in their face and in their body language them trying to adapt on the fly to the NFL speed because it is different. And, you know, them first couple mm-hmm. of plays, you can go through training camp and you could do – you could be as prepared as you want to be, but it's it's not live football. And you and, and, right. and I could see the Mariota, you know, a couple of times, you know, he was in a whoa, you know, these guys are fast. But they'll settle down. They'll settle down because they have skill sets and they're both smart, man. And 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 I, and I like the the natural talents that they have. Mary Mariota's arm is a lot stronger than I thought it was, and he didn't take too many shots down the field. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I I definitely want to see more of him. I I, I don't I don't want to say too much because it just it wasn't enough. I can't I can't say this guy's gonna be the next star. Like I have to see more. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, we we got a chance to bring on the beat maker of the crew, my man B Beasy. What up, though? What up, though, Kyle? What's going on? Chilling, chilling. Sorry for the delay, brother. Oh no, it's all right. Yeah, me and Ken was having these issues last night, man. Doing the uh, <laughs> fantasy football talk, you know, we had issues and we ended up just recording it uh, via Skype and just put the audio on the SoundCloud. So if you, you know what, if you we, we if did, you follow the SoundCloud, make sure you follow Dead End Sports. We just put it up on there. Definitely. Thing, so. Check it out. Definitely. Uh, but before you get started, just uh, briefly, because we didn't, I didn't even get a chance to, I, I was so pissed off <laughs> this thing not starting. I didn't even get a chance to talk about that. Uh, tell people about the fantasy show that you and Ken did and, and what, y'all, what you guys will be doing going forward. Yeah, we. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, fantasy preview show. Um, last night, me and Ken spoke on um, the QB situation, the sleepers, any any potential bust, any you know potential disappointments. You know, we rank our top uh, twelve fantasy quarterbacks. It's different from ranking just regular quarterback. We just ranked our top twelve uh, fantasy quarterbacks going into this year. And you know, we just pretty much talked, and then we kind of gave like an introduction how we got started with the fantasy football, and you know, just stuff like that. So, and next week, this, uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, running backs. So. Make sure y'all okay. check us out, Dead in Sports. It's going to be on the SoundCloud and everything. So, And hopefully Blog Talk Radio, if Blog Talk Radio is not acting up. But, you know, catch us on there next week. We'll definitely be talking about some more fantasy stuff. Hopefully we can take and you guys' going to be what, every, well. every Monday night? Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, Monday night, yep. Because, uh, you know, okay. just kind of get people ready. You know, talk about, like, we talked about draft strategies as far as the QB. Like, you know, if you're picking, if you got this pick, you know, when do you pick a QB? You know, how you how important is a QB to you on your fantasy team? You know, just – Stuff like that. So we're going to be pretty much doing the same thing with running backs and wide receivers and so on. So it's, it's pretty fun. It was pretty cool last night okay. doing that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, your your take on Winston and Mariota? 
Uh, I, yeah, I think like just like Ken, I saw Winston, but I didn't see Mariota. And I mean, I'm just gonna put this disclaimer out there. I'm really not like super hyped when it comes to preseason football. I just happened to watch okay. the Tampa Bay game because it was just the only thing that was on TV. I'm like, it was, oh, yeah, it was okay, the only but, thing that was on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me just sit here right. and just watch this or whatever. I was chilling, I was doing nothing, and I started watching. Um, um, you know, just started watching Tampa Bay. It was Tampa Bay and Vikings, I think that was playing. I was watching that game. You know, and I saw Winston was playing. I thought, okay, let me see what Winston's about. You know, just like Ken, people, I think, and this was every rookie quarterback, you're going to you're going to be nervous. I mean, it's your first, really, you know, your first real game on a, on a, on a pro level coming from college. So, you know, yes, of course, you know, Winston, Winston eyes, you can tell he was like, like, it was kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is really, like, this is really professional guys I'm playing with. Like, you know, it, you can just tell he was kind of like of a shock but excitement, but a little bit too excitement to where the nerves kept um, taking over. But, yeah, I think once he got some of those vets, through some pass to Vincent Jackson. Ken made a good point about that. He was kind of like, okay, yeah, like, you know, once you get those those vets getting working for you, it, it seems a lot easier. And he, he seemed, you know, a little bit more poised. Um, so, you know, and he played first half. Opposed, I think people say he didn't even play that much. You know, Mayor didn't play that much compared to Winston. But, I mean, from what I saw from Winston, I think he's going to be okay. I think, you know, me and Ken talked about this briefly yesterday. You know, we talked about the fantasy quarterbacks. You know, Winston's, He's going to be fine. I mean, you know, he's not going to come out the gate just balling, balling. But I think his – I said this last night. I think his advantage is that he's not really in, like, a tough defensive division, you know. So, you know, for him to, to see the teams he's going to see twice this year, I think he I think he can have a chance to kind of really show off his show off his talent, his talent and ball out, you know, this season. So, But I can't really speak on Mariota. I just can only see by the stat. The stat line seem pretty good. Um of course, he's going to have turnovers. I think it may, uh, Winston threw an interception. You know, Mariota has some fumbles, so it's, it's natural. I mean, right. of course, of course, coach is going to get on your head about it and say, "Let you know how important it is to protect the ball, never turn over the ball, try to turn over the ball as le- at least amount of times possible." So, you know, it's given. I mean, it's not the end of the world just because a rookie quarterback throw turn over the ball, you know, once or twice. You know, what I'm saying the game. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think um, I, I actually got a chance to see both. Um, <clears throat> I saw Winston and I saw Mariota. I think they both looked about what you would think a, a rookie quarterback would look. You know, they, they had their moments where they looked really, really good, and then they had moments where they, you know, looked like they, they're deer in headlights. Um, I agree with FIFO. Uh, I think Mariota, his ability to, you know, move the pocket and, and get outside of the pocket – while I would not call him a running quarterback per se, dude can run. You got to keep in mind, he, he ran like a four five four 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 five at the combine. So he's not he's not slow by any stretch of imagination. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, Winston, much like at Florida State, uh, like Ken said, he he didn't get rattled. I think he he made some bad throws. He had a couple drop balls, but um. I think I like when when they kind of sped sped it up a little bit, and I don't really I don't really know if that's what uh, if that's what Tampa wants to do. But when they sped it up a little bit, played at a little quicker uh, pace, Winston seemed to thrive in that. When they went to the two minute drill, he 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 was able to you know move the ball down the field and ultimately score. Um, I think what you saw from both of them is what you're going to get most of the season. Uh, some highlights, some lowlights, but, you know, and very inconsistent. But I think the difference is is, is that um, <clears throat> Winston probably has more weapons around him. I mean, he's got some big targets outside. He's got a fairly decent running back behind him. Um, 
where they're not asking him to necessarily take over like he did at Florida State, wherein Mariota doesn't really have the same kind of weapons, um, doesn't really have that, you know, style of defense. So, you know, it's, it's – but it, they both will be a work in progress. I'm encouraged by what I saw from both guys. And much like UB, I don't – I don't really put a lot into the preseason. You know, I like watching, but I don't put a lot into it. I don't, you know, I don't think you could, you know, make a case for a guy after playing, you know, like you said, three series, three or four series or something like that. You know, that doesn't define their career. But um, I think they, I think they both looked okay, like typical rookies, basically. And I think that's what we'll probably see uh, going forward. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478. Four seven eight zero three five six. Um, hey Kyle. Hey, hey Kyle. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just a, a quick little. Uh, I saw this article earlier earlier today, and I wanted to text you guys, but I just wanted to wait to throw it out there. Okay. Um, I'm just this was quick switch a quick switch the subject, switch the sport. But okay, give me you guys top five uh, NBA players that never win championships. Hmm. I know it. Because I remember, I remember a few like a year ago, how he was gonna be like, I'm gonna start throwing out random questions. So I figured like this was just time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's that uh, catch everyone off guard. Give me your top five players that never won. Your or your top five greatest NBA players that never won that never won NBA championship. I think I think I think Barkley's got to go on there. I got it. Um, yep. Oh, Barkley, Meek, Penny. Um, Barkley, Meek, Penny. Dominique Stockton and Malone. Grant Hill. Grant Hill, Malone, Lotto. Patrick Ewing, Stockton. Oh, um, yeah. is, that, is that five? I think y'all, that's more than five. Yeah, we named more than five. I just wanted like, want like each of y'all to name y'all five. That's all. I just wanted like each of y'all to kind of like name this, name five players. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would, okay, if I had to name five, I'd go Barkley, Ewing, Stockton, Malone, and now we'll want a title. Um, I can't think of a fifth. Uh, Grant Hill. I'd probably say Penny more so than Grant Hill. Well, Grant Hill was dope, too. You tripping. Grant Hill. I say Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Wow, I'm surprised. Okay, go ahead. Who who, who you are, Sweepo? Oh, shit. Iverson. My bad. Yeah, I was about to say, like, wow. I can't forget about Bubba Chuck. Yeah. I can't forget about Bubba Chuck. But go ahead, uh, FIFA. I'll go AI, <laughs> T-Mac. Um, I'll go Charles Barkley. I'll go Patrick Ewing. Uh, how many is that, four? I missed That's one. four, yep. You need one more, yeah. Yeah. I'll go with Grant Hill. Did I say Grant Hill already? No, you didn't. You took cool. McGrady. You said McGrady. What about you, Ken? All right, let me get um let me get T Mac of course. Um I'll take uh Barkley. Um let's do let's do AI of course. So that's three. Uh hold on a second. Um let's see. Uh, Malone or Ewing. I'll go with Ewing because I didn't like Malone, um, <laughs> and Reggie Miller. Oh, good call. Forgot about Reggie. It was a 
bad boy. <laughs> he was a bad yeah, he boy. was. What about JP? He won. He won with Miami. I mean, he wasn't a guy, but he won. Come did on. he? Oh, yeah, yeah he, he won in Miami. So did Zoe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Reggie Miller? No, no, he said Gary No, GP. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GP, GP won that year. He got, with, um, yeah, he, he got mm-hmm. one. He got, yeah, I think for me, I got um, Iverson. I got uh, Barkley. Um, I got John Stockson. Even though I didn't hate him, I got Malone, even though I hated him too. And then I got um, Patrick Ewing. That's okay. that's a good call. That those those are good. Yeah. There you go. So if you're listening, tweet tweet us at Dead End Sports, and we'll read them over the air as well. Your top, top five, five top five uh, NBA players that never won championship. NBA players to never win a championship. Uh, <laughs> hit us up on the phone three it's funny two, too. six four six. <laughs> it's funny. My my dad. I asked my dad the same question. He threw out Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor played. Uh. Elgin Baylor played in eight NBA Finals, dude, and did not win one. Never won one. Nope. Yep. Can you imagine Elgin Baylor was was playing in in today's uh, social media NBA? (laughs) He will be. He will be be done. But, you know, you consider him like one of the greatest, like, small forwards to ever play the game. But he will be done if if he was playing in today's NBA. Done. And it's and it's funny because when people kind of just toss him out out there because he's just an icon, you know, right. they don't really ever bring that up, that he lost in the finals. And, Eight you times. know, it, 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 it's so interesting how we look at those things now and mm-hmm. judge their greatness. Like, he's great, but he lost in the finals. But if he played now, he would be, oh, he can play. You know, he's good. But, but, yeah, he's good, but he can't. You know, he, he, can't, he could can. never win the big one. Never win the but, finals, but here's the thing, though. But was, was Elgin Baylor really considered, like, the best guy? Like, was he, like, the guy in the NBA? Yes. Yeah, well, based on – I mean, he was, a, he was on, one of the greatest 50 players. I mean – No, but what I'm talking about, was he the best player in the NBA? Was he the dominant player of his era? I don't know, so I'm really asking. Oh, well, based on conversations with my dad, yeah, he was. Because he was, like, the first guy that really, like, played above the rim. Like, you know, you got the Julius Irvins, the, the the Kobe's, and, like, you know, the type of guy that was, like, athletic. He was, like, that first, like, really small forward that was, like, really athletic and played above the rim. So, yeah, he was kind of, like, ahead of his time playing in the in the 50s and 60s. And that's just based on conversations with my dad and my granddad. I mean, they seen him. I didn't, so. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. That's I'm pretty sure Kyle. I'm pretty sure Kyle. Hey. Father watched, watched, yeah. You know. Oh, no question. Yo, wasn't that your time? Why don't you know that about Elgin? <laughs> oh, man, that's that's funny. You know what's funny? Not to hijack the show, but um, it, I, I think it's interesting because B, B said that he showed his dad that picture that he sent us, and his dad mm-hmm. picked, what, he picked the 80s and, and the what 60s. else, B? Yeah, he said between the 80s or the 60s. Now, I, I thought that was interesting because he picked the guy's that he saw play. Now, keep in mind that B's dad has also seen this generation's players, yet he still picked the 80s and the 60s players, even though people constantly say that the players are bigger, faster, and stronger nowadays. But he still went with those guys. I thought that that was a very interesting yeah, answer said, to that said, question. He said Oscar Robinson and Jerry West would, would have been, is a deadly backcourt. Like he said, man, like, 
He was like, Jerry West was a bad boy. And he said, you know, you already know about Oscar Robinson. And then you add in Elgin Baylor in his primes and Bill Russell and Will Chamber at the front court. He was like, that. <laughs> he was like, man, some of you guys would be too soft. He, he said it. He was like, some of these guys would be too soft. Play, they, play against uh, against how rough and stuff those guys were. I was like, wow. That 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 that's crazy to me. That, that I, yeah. I, that's hard to process. I know. Anyway, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. Someone threw out oh, Steve definitely. Nash. The top, someone threw out Steve Nash as the uh, top one, top five. No. I know. I know. No. No. <laughs> I put. Steve, I put Nash, socks in Steve Nash don't get a lot of love for some reason. I don't know why, but. Sure. I, I like him, him but nah. I like him. Oh, I like. I love this game. Nah. Yeah, not top five though. How's he top nah, five? Nah, definitely not top five. Nah, definitely not top five. Um. Phone number six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh, let's see. Uh, man, James Harrison from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, made uh, <laughs> he made the headlines, which is not something unusual if you know James Harrison and you know a guy who's passionate about football. Um, but over the weekend, James Harrison's son uh, were playing in some type of, uh, I guess some type of, you know, I don't know if it was a football league or what, what kind of league it was. Um, nevertheless, James Harrison decided to, uh, because his sons had gotten a, they had gotten trophies basically, uh, for participating. And James, James Harrison took to the old Instagram, and this is what he had. He took a picture of the trophies that his two sons had, had received, and he wrote, and I quote, I came home to find out that my boys received two trophies for nothing, participation trophies. While I'm very proud of my boys for everything they do and will encourage them till the day that I die, <laughs> these trophies will be given back until they earn a real trophy. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry for believing everything in life should be earned, and I'm not about to raise two boys to be men by making them believe that they're entitled to something just because they participated in it. Because um, sometimes your best is not enough. That should give you enough drive to, do, to want to do better, not to cry and whine until somebody gives you something to shut you up and keep you happy. Hashtag Harrison Family Values. So my hey, question hey, to hey, you guys. No, yeah. I, I want I, I want to ask you that, like, because by you being a father and you having you know young young boys, young man growing up to be young man, how do you feel mm-hmm. about that? I mean, because you you're you're a father that has you know son. How would you right. feel in that situation? Like, you know you what, man? I, I I am kind of I, I understand and agree. I actually agree with him. I'm I'm not a fan of participation trophies. Uh, you guys know I, I used to coach my, when my middle son was in, um, mm-hmm. when he was younger, I coached Little League football. I coached him in Little League football for six years. Right. Now, right. the league that we were in, in DeKalb County, the league that we were in did not give trophies. Like, if you finish first, you got a trophy. Now, the teams in the league, it was up to them if they wanted to give participation trophies. The teams that we coached, we gave participation trophies to our players because, quite honestly, when the parents spend fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars for their child to play football, you got to give them something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so and football was so different from when I was coming up, where you know you got pads and you got a helmet and stuff. Like 
in these leagues, you don't get everything that you get, you buy yourself. And our team, roughly, we spent on a, the average child would spend or their parents would spend on our teams fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars um, between equipment and our banquet. And like we 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 had this real nice ritzy banquet. We do it at the Georgia Tech uh, Hotel Convocation Center. Um, everybody comes in suits, even the kids come in suits. So we were a little bit to the extreme, but that was on the team's decision to give trophies based on, like I said, because parents spend all this money, you want to give a child a participation trophy. So I don't have a problem with that. I, where I agree with Harrison in this is that if, and it looks like his, because if, if you, and we, we put out a picture of the trophies, the trophies read 2015 Best of the Batch Next Level Athletic Student Athlete Awards. Best of the Batch leads me to believe that they finished second, third, fourth, fifth. They didn't finish first. So if it's a championship series, I don't believe in giving kids trophies just like consolation prizes to, you know, hey, you participated. Now, like I said, in the regular season, if a team wants to give a participation trophy, I don't have a problem with that because you have to appease the parents to some degree. And I don't think it's sending that bad a message. But I think if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're playing for a championship, and it's, let's say, an 18-round-robin tournament. You get knocked out in the first round, you don't get a trophy. If you, don't, if you make it to the finals and you, and you lose, you don't get a trophy. The winners get the trophy. Um, so that's, that's my take on it. So I'm, I'm, to answer your question, B, I'm kind of in the middle, but I'm, I'm more siding with Harrison when it comes to championships. Now, again, if, if a team wants to do that on a, just an individual basis, and, and keep in mind the league that we were in, our team gave participation trophies, but every team didn't. So it just depends on what team you want. Some teams didn't get trophies. So that means if you didn't get a trophy from your team and your team didn't win anything, you played the whole year and you didn't get nothing, which I'm okay with too. So, because I mean, I, I played football a lot, of, a lot of years and, didn't, and we didn't win anything. But when we finally won the trophy, it made it that much more satisfying. Okay. Ken, what's your take on it? You you got you got you got boys, and I know your 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 oldest is is active in sports. What, what's your take on it? How would you have handled this situation, or is James Harrison wrong in the way that he handled it? We just signed um, my firstborn. Uh, what, what do they say on Game of Thrones? First of my name. Um, <laughs> he signed up for flag football today. We actually went up there today. Okay. That's what's up. We've been trying to get him in football forever. Kid loves the sport. He's been watching ever since he could sit there and watch TV because I would sit there and watch it. He would sit there and watch it with me. His mom insists that it was, he was just watching the colors. I disagree because. <laughs> so, anyway, let me have that one. All right. So, he loves football. Um, for those of you that know me, know that he's played soccer, he's played baseball. My kid is one of – he's a he's, – I'm not one of those guys that talk about their kids and have these false expectations, these false ideas of what their kid is. But and sometimes even when I see him do certain things that I don't think he should do, I even have to question myself. But the boy has some natural talent, and, and I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that he does have natural talent because he doesn't really know or take it serious. Right. I'm going to be frustrated with football. Because I know he's going to get out there and goof around because that's just who he is. He's my kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know, 
Yeah, he's he's going to get out there. Now, we played Little League. The boy could hit, never took it seriously, like I always say, but you know they always give those trophies and those participation in this, that, and other. I am of the mindset that if you don't win, you shouldn't get a trophy. I've always been that way. Now, fortunately, and, and Kyle, you may do this. I know I do this. I keep track of wins and losses in my head. So we won. The, the kid has been on winning teams. But you don't really know that when they're giving everybody a trophy. So, <laughs> right. so it devalues winning. And, of course, they don't count it because they, you know, self-esteem issues, this, that, and the other. I totally get where James Harrison is coming from. Because in my mind, like, like when he was playing soccer, man, the, the team was bad. They, they blew everybody out. They were beating people by close to 10 digits in soccer. That's, how, that's just how good they were. Even the team that but he they had last keeping year. they weren't right? I was keep everybody was keeping score, but they were not keeping score. <laughs> right, now right, last right. year the team wasn't as as talented, but they still managed to win games, and I think they won every game except one. But at the end of the when it's all over, you know nobody really knows who won. I believe in giving kids trophies that win it all. I I don't want a participate participation trophy at all. Now I'm not one to go out there and. And be like, I don't know, man. Maybe I would be like James Harrison, or maybe I would just have this real stern talk with my kid and be like, "Look, you did not win, <laughs> and 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 you know this trophy is is not indicative of what you accomplished. You gave it your all. Sometimes things just didn't go your way, you know. Yep. Just like what B and I said last night. Sometimes you just have bad luck. It happens. LeBron has had bad luck in the finals, and he's taken. He took a loss last year because of bad luck, bad timing. It happens. That doesn't just take away from him and his greatness. It just wasn't it just wasn't meant to be. But did they give him a trophy? And that was a conversation that everybody was having around that time. It's very it's it's similar to what James James Harrison is doing. And and, and on top of that, Kyle, you and I were we're raising black men. When you start to just give us stuff that we didn't earn, and I'm not saying us mm-hmm. but you kind of pacify men because yeah, as black men, we have to earn. We have to work twice as hard. It's no, it's not a cliche. We honestly have to work twice as hard yep. to get to where we have to get to. It's just the way this country is built right now, and hopefully it will change over time. When you start to instill these 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 values, because to to these black kids and say, hey, you gave it your all, you know, and and because you gave it your all, you're going to get this. Those kids don't have white privilege. That happens for some kids that have white privilege or to certain individuals in this country that are able to take advantage of something that they didn't intend to have, but it's just there, you know, and, and, and they're not to blame for it. It's just something that exists in this world we just have to live in it. But I'm totally with James Harrison, 100%. And when he said it, I was like, good for you. Because, yeah. you know, this generation, man, this generation, they have so much available to them that 
sometimes when I look at them, they don't know how to do with some, some don't know how to do it without. And I'm not including everybody. Obviously, there's classes, there are economic, different economic, right. you know, levels. And, you know, people listen out there. I think you're smart enough to understand what I'm saying. But this generation, some of this generation don't know. Like my kid, and we had this conversation on Dead Hip Hop before, my kid will not grow up and endure some of the hardships that I had to because I've worked to get to where I'm at to make things better for him. And he's going to do the same thing because, you know, I have a, a master's and I'm putting that pressure on him like you have to do something. You know, you have to run your own business. You don't have to go to school, but you got to do your own business. you got to do something. There are certain values, right. there's a level of, a, of accomplishment that, that I've achieved, that my parents pushed me because they sacrificed. And my dad had to pick cotton. You know what I'm saying? And my mom had to go, we had to live in the projects, and she had to go for her thing just to get me to where I'm at. And I went through my thing right. just to get to my son to where he's at. So because of that, how do I teach my kid <laughs> how to work hard. And and I do. He has chores. You got to take the garbage out. You got to put the bag in and stuff like that. But what about everything else? Because now things are easy. You want something, you know, sometimes I'll tell you, you know, just to keep things balanced. But other times, you know, I'm going to give it to you because I know what it was like to not get those things. So right. what James Harrison is doing is great because here's a man that is accomplished. Here's a man that have, that I would like to believe is living fairly well from his NFL career. You know, and he's still trying to instill those values in him because his career is his career and not his kid's career. So I, I applaud him, man, and, and hopefully everybody out here, you know, I mean, you make your own choices, but I think there's something to be said about having kids work and earn their rewards and gifts in, 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 in society or whatever they decide to do. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Uh, James Harrison, man, what's, what's your take on, on his stance as far as uh, participation trophies? I think he's 100% right. And, you know, me being a coach as well, you know, I, I, I think trophies are, are designed only for winners. But if you want to give participation awards, give them boys a plaque because I think <clears throat> people should, you know, people – you shouldn't just give people anything, but you did participate, did you not? You don't deserve a trophy because trophies are for winners, but you should remember these memories that, 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 that you have, you know, because, because that's a building block of life. And I was watching uh, Mike and Mike in the morning today, and, and, and I heard Chris Carter. You know, he has a son and a daughter, and his daughter, he said, look, everybody in the family has played sports. You have to play a sport. I don't care what you choose, but you have to play. You have to pick a sport, and she picked one. And you know, she picked soccer, and he read up on it, and he became an assistant coach on her team, and all this and all that. And again, and when she got that participation award, it really motivated her to stick with it. So I think that in in certain instances, it could be motivational, but it shouldn't be a trophy. I think in, 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 when you want to give somebody something for participating, it should be a plaque with their name on it, so that way you could always remember that. But James Harrison is 100% right, and we shouldn't give these kids just anything just because you participated. No, you have to earn everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, Kyle, I played on a whole bunch of basketball teams that didn't win nothing. But guess what? I won one championship. And I earned that, you know, and it makes it much 
more gratifying when you are actually able to accomplish something that you put your heart, mind, and soul to. And those are the type of things that, you know, you have to teach these kids because they are soft. And and trust me, I coach them, and I'm looking at half of these kids like, are you serious right now? Like, are you serious? So, yeah, man, um, I, I think my generation has to do a lot better job of parenting to bring – because we were instilled with a lot of those things. And there's a lot of our, you know saying, generation kids that, man, like, I, I just – I don't know what's happening. And Ken's 100% right, man. You got to make kids earn it. You Look, take out the trash. You got. Oh, no doubt. And, and you know the that, other thing that, is that way they appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, they will, and 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 that's kind of why I'm kind of at this impasse impasse with 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 my son right now because you know he, he'll race, but he won't run fast. You know, it's all for the for for just just because it's fun to do. And it's like I'm sitting, I'm like, nah, because I'm extremely competitive. I'm like, nah, dude, you gotta like, you should be trying to beat them, not running because it's fun but yeah you should have fun but where's the competition and you know sometimes I look at that I'm like but you haven't been taught how to be competitive by some of the teams that you've been playing on so it's it's real difficult you know because on one hand you don't want you really don't want to remove the childhood from the kid but on the other hand you know you know that there are certain things that that they need in order to survive in life so it's 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 difficult to kind of find that that balance and that happy medium, but you know, and and so now we're he's about to play football, and I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm already frustrated because I I don't know what I'm gonna see on the field. I know I'm not gonna see what I want to see, so you know. But again, a lot of that has to do with you know he's played sports and you know it's been just for fun and hey you participated and we had fun and here's this that and the other. And it's like, yeah, but what about the next level? What about teaching these kids? You know, like we talked in value of teamwork and stuff like that, those little building blocks that they need in order to continue to move to the next level. But what about the other part that they'll need as competition becomes more fierce and you're playing against other kids that do take it as serious as their parents probably put placed on them? So it's, it's, it's weird, man, but – I, I like that James Harrison did did what he did. What what about you, B? What what would you do? Man, I completely agree with uh James. I, <laughs> I was, man, I was tweeting going crazy, like, yes, I thank you. I completely a thousand and one agree with what he said. Completely agree. I don't think you should win nothing. I remember one time I put, I was playing I was like I think I was seven or eight playing this basketball league, power league. And, like, we got, like, a participation trophy. I took that trophy, and I threw it in the garbage can because guess what? We got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. I didn't care about no freaking trophy. I don't even care. I don't want that participation trophy. If I, don't, I, don't, if I didn't win anything, I don't even care if I lost in the championship game. I don't want no second-place trophy. I want that big gold thing. That's what I want. I want that big yes, trophy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want that trophy that's almost as tall as I am. So, me being competitive as I am, I, I think that's, I think that's crap that kids get participation uh, trophies. I don't like it at all. You didn't win nothing. You didn't do anything. Hey, if you want a participation, get a pat on the back. Or, hey, a good job. Thank you for playing. We'll see you next year. I'm against it. I, I completely agree. That's all I just wanted to say. Cause I, that's why I asked you first, Kyle, because I'm like, how do you feel about that? You, know, <laughs> you being an old school yeah. guy, and you have a father's that's, you know, being, I mean, you be having sons that's, you know, at that playing sports age. So, 
But yeah, yeah I, 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 I think when I, when I, I, think when I read that, to... I was like, yes. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him at all. I think it's, um, I loved it. you know, it depends on the parent. But, I, you know, some some people say, well, you know, it affects the child's self. I'm not worried no. about their self-esteem. No. You know, does, you, you just, no. you, you yeah. don't, you you don't want to, you don't want, I mean, we we raising a bunch of soft-ass kids, man. I mean, and, and, and granted, it, yeah. it's like Ken says, you know, you, you work hard as a parent to provide so that your kids don't have the same struggles and same issues that, or, or have to go without maybe as you did. You know, that's what, that's what any parent wants. I don't care what, where you're from, what color you are, how much money you make. That being said, you can't make the path so easy to the point that when they do face some adversity, they crumble. You know what I mean? Right, I mean, there's right. nothing worse than a grown, sorry-ass man who thinks that the world owes him something. I mean, that's terrible. And and yeah. if, and I, y'all know you know my motto. If a child, if if the first, if they're 18 years old and that's the first time they they've ever been told no before in their life, you fail that child because they're not going to yep. succeed at anything in life. Yep. But that's enough of me preaching. Let's jump to the phone lines. We got the six man. Our boy Q. Q. What up? Yeah, yeah. What's good, everybody? What's good? Q got a closet filled participation trophies. <laughs> Man, I feel like I agree. I agree with James Harrison, dog. You know, I I really do. Um, you know, just I'm the youngest, you know, of of this, you know, collection right right now. So I guess I can speak for my generation personally. Um, growing up when we was playing basketball, soccer, football, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, I lost a lot, but I won a couple couple big championships, a couple trophies here and there. And But the thing is, I remember, and a lot of athletes do, I remember my losses more than I remember my Ws. Oh, no question. <laughs> because, no question. <laughs> because it just things like I remember – I was the only one, like, putting in work, especially when you're the only one putting in work and you got a, a LeBron-type situation and you lose and they try to give you a little-ass trophy. Thanks for coming to me. That's a slap in the face, right? And my father at the time, um, you know, he he uh, talked to me when I was on the sideline. I never cried when I lost, but it always burned me up inside. So he would tell me, so you just going to keep that? This is the first time I ever got one. And I'm like, I mean, they just gave it to me. He's like, I mean, all right. I mean, if you want to keep that, then, you know, go ahead. But to me, that's just a reminder that you didn't do anything. Right. And I was just like, oh, yeah, he's probably right about that. So I, I gave the trophy back. And the next year I won the big championship. And the thing is, is that kids nowadays from in my age group and younger, uh, I wasn't coddled as a kid, but I know so many people who are. You know, I I know so many kids who don't know the value of work. I know so many kids who don't understand what a dollar means, people who don't realize, like, what hard work really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, being in high school and having to work two jobs because you, your parents, you know, are in six situations or having to get up at 6 a.m. and put in that work so you can get to a championship 
in high school so you can get to a college because your parents can't afford it. A lot of kids don't understand that struggle for real. And I love the fact that James Harrison really, you know, um, just highlighted this. And it's really, as a black man, you have to understand that what he's doing is he's building. Like, he's like he's really building something with his family. I really do appreciate that. But y'all pretty much hit on the head. I can't really say much more about it. Um, just wanted to call in because I wanted to give a quick overview of uh, the 2015 NFL season, 2015-2016. Uh, just quick little notes here and there. Uh, also want to get y'all feedback on it if you want to. Uh, my rookies that I want to see in uh, this upcoming season will be Amari Cooper, wide receiver from Oakland, Nelson Aguilar, Philadelphia Eagle, uh, Byron Jones, cornerback for Dallas, Amir Abdullah, running back in uh, Detroit, Beasley knows about him, uh, and Devin Funches, uh, wide receiver, uh, Carolina. I'm interested out of this group the most. I'm interested in seeing Abdullah because I want. I really just want to see Detroit get a stable run, a running game, man. They, they need a running back to take the pressure off Stafford, man. All they need is just something. They need to give him something behind the line. That's all they need. Uh, Second-year players I want to see progress is Odell, Martavis Bryant, and Eric Ebron from Detroit also. Eric Ebron didn't have a big year last year. He didn't have a good year at all. But, you know, they're saying he looks good in camp. Odell, I want to see if that's just, you know, if that's really what he's about or was that season an aberration. I want to see Martavis. I personally think Martavis Bryant is a superstar. I think he's a superstar in the making. I just see it with this kid. I think he's going to be a star for Pittsburgh. Learning under Antonio Brown and uh, Big Ben is probably the best way to be, you know, ingratiated into the NFL. Uh, my most intriguing teams will be just off these acquisitions alone, Seattle, Jimmy Graham, and the kid we saw in the Super Bowl, Chris Matthews, number 13 uh, for Seattle. I, I want to see yeah, what we yeah. saw in the Super Bowl was an aberration or was that really some skill that we saw from him and the Vikings having Mike Wallace, AP, and Cordero Patterson. Uh, my prediction for the best offense and the best defense, the best offense hands down is going to be Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben, Martavis Bryant, Drew Archer, uh, Sammy Coates, they're going to be unstoppable. And my best defense will be the New York Jets, I think, with Revis, Cromarty, Buster Screen, that defensive front, they're going to be incredible. And lastly, uh, my Super Bowl prediction. I would love to put the Eagles oh, in here, it, man. Save, but it, I save just... it, save it, save it, Q. Save you want to say that we one? Hadn't, we hadn't, yeah, save it. We, we hadn't done our preview show I yet. Got it. I always do a preseason prediction, then, then I do a midseason prediction. Oh, okay. So I'm going to get y'all to I'm going to get y'all to my, my My preseason prediction right now is I'm, I'm going to go Seattle and Pittsburgh. I would love to put the Eagles in, in here, but I need to see what this defense and this offense is going to do, man. This team, I need to see what Sam Bradford about to do. But yeah, Seattle looks scary, good. man. You mean you, you hating right now? Anyway, but Pittsburgh's <laughs> offense, cute. Man, cute. They don't have a quarterback. Man, they might. Y'all hating, they but they might. I mean, if I Sam Bradford can true. stay up, if Sam Bradford can stay up, all you got to do is throw it. If you watch that preseason game, I know it's a preseason game, but the schemes always come through. 
Chip Kelly's scheme. You saw how they were, the wide receivers were we, wide been, open. We've been dog. saying that one, one of my one of my best friends went to he, he, he went to Oklahoma, and, and he's been saying that for the last seven eight years. If Sam if Sam Bradford can stay healthy, we're gonna be all right. He said it when Sam Bradford was at OU. It's the same Sam Bradford. He's gonna get hurt. We I mean, gonna I'm see, sorry. man. We gonna see. But I, I got, got you. See I got you. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, so uh, Seattle and, and Pittsburgh, man. Oh, yeah, and another person that y'all need to put in y'all, um, my top five list for uh, people who never won rings, it was uh, it was George Gervin. That was a name that y'all missed out on. Yeah. The Iceman, yeah. come on now. Ice crazy. Man. The Ice is like people forget how incredible George Gervin is. And this is someone who doesn't put a lot of stock in the players who played in, in the 60s. Yeah, it's disrespectful. I'm sorry. Um, but George Gervin is incredible. I think his skill set translates today. Ewing, Dominique Wilkins, Iverson, and Malone. That's that's those are my top five. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, hey. Q. Hey. Yeah. Go ahead. You want you want to say something, Ken? Um, I, I saw the news about Embiid. Man, he's out for the next two yeah. Years. For the next year, we are gonna see what's good with my man. Greg uh, Oden, Greg Oden, two thousand. <laughs> oh, man, y'all hating. Let that man live, man. And be gonna that's be fine, they, man. That's what they were saying about Greg Oden. They were like, oh man, it's gonna be okay. He's gonna take another year off, and he's gonna come back. Hey, Greg Oden went. Down. Greg Oden just signed with a team in China, B. Yeah, trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. I gotta say, trust that, the process. That's what they say the same okay, thing about Greg Oden. Trust the process. Trust the process. And we know how that happens. Okay, Q. Right, hey man, man we got a couple. Process, more, we got a couple man. more calls. We got to get to as always. Q man, thanks for calling. We definitely appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Catch on next Tuesday. Peace. Phone number Q call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. We're gonna jump back to the phone lines. Before we go back to the phone lines, let me read one thing to you guys. And I should have started this off with the show, and I apologize. Um, we got to give LeBron James. All the props this week, man. LeBron James made headlines uh, for something he did off the basketball court, uh, and it made huge headlines, and rightfully so. If you've been hiding under rock, uh, this Thursday, this past Thursday, they announced that LeBron James and the LeBron James Foundation will pair up with the University of Akron and will fully sponsor more than a thousand scholarships for for children currently in his I Promise program based in Akron, Ohio. Uh, the foundation has been giving a helping hand to children from the third to seventh grade. Um, basically, James is what he's doing and what he's partnered with the University of Akron is, is that these kids in the third to seventh grade, if they stay in his program, they will get a full tuition, full scholarship ride to the University of Akron. And these are underprivileged kids, kids who might not ever have you know, had the opportunity to go to college. Um, I think that's great, man. I mean, it, it's – and I think the tuition for – a year's tuition at Akron, uh, University of Akron, is uh, $9,500 a year. So I think that's great, man, and, and we got to we gotta give LeBron props for that because there are a lot of athletes that, that talk a good game, but LeBron actually puts his money where his mouth is. And I think for all and, – and regardless of whether or not you like LeBron, regardless of whether or not you like the fact that he left Cleveland, you got to give him props for that, man, because I think that takes a, a, a great human being. And LeBron cares. I don't – again, we talked about it, and I'm not going to go into my whole LeBron. T- I, I don't understand why people don't like LeBron. I, I just – I mean, because he is genuinely a good 
guy. LeBron, I said, I said it before, and I'll say it a million times. I'm not a Cavaliers fan, but I will go have a drink with LeBron. He seems like the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Uh, that being said, much, much props to LeBron James for his efforts and his foundation. Like I said, a thousand kids will get if they all they have to do is stay in his program and they're in the, between the third and seventh grade right now in Akron, they will get a full ride to college, man. Props, hats off to you, LeBron. We salute you. Uh, the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code. If I can pull it up. Area code nine five one. Nine five one, you're on with Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, hey, what's going on, y'all? What's up, hey. man? Who's this? Uh, my, my name's Lamont. I'm calling from Cali. What's up, Lamont? What's going on, Lamont? Chilling, man. Everybody all right? I I came across you guys. I was listening to your um, your video on YouTube about should college players be paid. Okay. Okay. Uh, are, are you guys still of the same opinion? It, it was a little varied. Um, there's at least five of you guys. You guys had about five different opinions. What, what is exactly your positions on that? Um, well, I, I'm all for college kids getting paid. I think it's something that I think the universities make more than enough money, and there's enough money to go around, so I think they should get paid. Well, you guys, you guys were the, the, the people that had opinion. It was a little nuanced. It wasn't necessarily just a straight-out payment. It was kind of like, you know, what you guys call the stipend, You'd have to graduate to get it, this, that, and the third. It wasn't okay. necessarily paying paying college players what they were worth. Okay, so for those so, so for those listening who did not get a chance to see the video just yet, uh, Ken, real quick, your take and then B and then FIFO, your take on college kids uh, getting paid. Wow. Okay, so that video was a while ago, so I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was just I was doing some research and just looking at, and it came up. It's one if you type in "should college players get paid," it's one of the first hits that come up on YouTube. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's what's up. Um, <laughs> you know what? If, if, if I can remember correctly, I, I think that one of the arguments that that was made in that video was about whether they should get the money right away or whether mm-hmm. they should Certainly. wait. And mm-hmm. part of, and I believe I was of the mindset that they should wait, is because of the maturity of the college kid and uh, what they would do if they were given that money. And well, I think we went through a couple of scenarios on what could potentially happen because of the maturity level of an 18- to 19-year-old kid. Okay. That, that's understandable. I completely get that. You know, um, and one thing about it, though, that in the entire amateur argument, the entire, you know, let's wait and pay them, let's, let's wait and see, these, these are kids, that entire argument takes away the adult agency from these individuals. Um, in the United States, the day that you turn 18, according to federal law, you are what? You're classified as adult. an adult. You're is- with adults. Which is which is interesting because there's also, uh, I think, a health care bill that allows parents to cover their adult children up until the Different age issues. of 26 until they get out of school. So Different, I'm kind of confused. Different which issues. one is it? Different issue. When you when you turn 18, you are an adult. 
But you can cover your kid in college as an adult, different issue. which means that's you're still issue. treating them almost as a kid a little bit. That, that, that's a completely different issue. An 18-year-old is fully within his legal capacity to enter into a business contract. Okay, To make the counter-argument, you have to deny 18-year-olds their capacity and agency as adults, and that's what the NCAA has been getting away with for pretty close to, it's coming up on a century at this point. In 1955, there was a kid, I can't remember his name, but there was a guy somewhere, some off-named colleges like Iowa, Northern Iowa. This is when they came up with the phrase student-athlete. He was a kid, went down on kickoff team, broke his neck, 48 hours he was dead. NCAA came up with this term, student-athlete, to get out of paying his wife any type of money that he, he could have, any, any type of thing that they could have recovered from his death in participating in a college sport. The entire thing has been a scam from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, okay. I, I think I believe I read that article as well. There was a, a real in-depth article. It was probably one of the, the best pieces of sports journalism. Yeah, I can't. There, 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 yeah. Was some, there, there was another. There's a black, a black female, actually, uh, you know, I, I ran into her YouTube article right behind you guys. She put me on that. Um, but it's, it's uh, you guys went into the, you know, the relative cost. Of, and really, we're only talking about BCS-level uh, football teams. Right, right, right. Uh, that, that could actually even afford to do this. Um uh, the actual cost, or what, what they're actually worth. Uh, there was a kid out of UCLA, he has like a, an Arabic last name. Um, he's really spearheading the idea of this College Players Association, and they had ran some figures, and they said what a, the, the true market value of a uh, BCS-level college football player is $175,000 a year. Okay, and when one, thing, one thing about it, um, the true definition of amateur is – Somebody that does something for free, okay? If you if you use the actual definition of the word, the kids aren't amateurs now because they're giving something that education. Right. Um, the the price varies. You know what? I mean, it's it, it's a you know fictitious price anyway when you're talking about college education. It's just what that particular school deems that their education is worth. But the price form varies. You know, you have your upper end. Uh, fifty to fifty-five thousand dollars schools, USC, Northwestern, Duke, and then you got you know just right across the town from USC, UCLA. If you can get in, they only charge about thirty. In-state tuition is about thirty, so the the price varies greatly. But um, what the, the the figure that they actually came up with for the, the true value of a BCS caliber football player is a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Okay, of course you mm-hmm. would subtract the, the you of course you would subtract the difference of uh you know what they what they pay for tuition but that other money the rest of that money is theirs to do with as they please in my opinion um and certainly uh, a completely different pool of money would be what that kid could go get in the open market for his popularity um you know I'm 44 years old I remember I'm actually a Cal fan but I remember when Reggie Bush and USC was at right. the top of the game. You did not see another jersey other than the number five jersey walking around. Reggie Bush right. was entitled to at least fifty percent of that the sales from that money, in my opinion. And how how much um, how much of that did Reggie Bush get? Zip. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't. I mean, and you you could just name just about every type of violation that has happened um, recently. Yep. I mean, Ohio State, them kids. Uh, apparently, the the winner of the um, Ohio State Michigan game gets these golden pants or whatever, and they they took the pants, trading them for tattoos. Where's the damn crime in that? that right. Trestle lost his job behind that. Where's I don't even think Reggie Bush did anything wrong. Once again, once you turn 18, you're an adult. This it was supposedly this this San Diego hustler, you know, street dude from San Diego. Right. Um, made Reggie Bush. They had a deal. Okay. You once you graduate from college, you're gonna be with my marketing firm. We're gonna do this, that, and third together. In the interim, your parents can use this house. I'm gonna give you this you know, Super Sport 93 Impala. It, it, is it perfectly legal for me to, to, to contract somebody to do something, you know, come clean my house and you, I'm going to let you use my Impala for, you know, for a couple months? Is, is that a legal transaction? That's a perfectly legal transaction. I, I don't think Reggie Bush did anything technically illegal. I don't think the, the Ohio State kids did anything illegal. I cannot even think of anything within the past 10 years that the NCAA has essentially ended people's careers over that was that rose to the level of, you know, this is a crime. And, you know, you need to be denied your ability to make money at this point because of what you did. Another example, right. you know, with the money that they can make off the field, I mean, you take it, take into consideration like, um, okay, the most marquee university in the, in the world, Notre Dame, and the most marquee uh, position, for a football team's quarterback. In my opinion, in all honesty, the quarterback at Notre Dame in regards to appearance fees, off the field stuff, that is at least $500,000 a year. The quarterback at Notre Dame, and in my, and additionally, you know, the person that wins the Heisman Trophy, that's got to be worth at least a million dollars. At least, if not more. So, they, I mean, the NCAA, they've been getting away. It's, it's been going on. This has been going on too long. This is ridiculous at this point. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's I'm surprised it's, it hasn't been successfully challenged. But you guys had also brought up the fact that, um, you know, what what is it going to do to the, you know, non-revenue uh, generating sports? I mean, in all honesty, this is for them college kids. This is will be the, their first class in capitalism one-on-one. You know, if Toyota right. has a line of cars, you know, car, car model XYZ, but they can't sell them things, what is going to happen? What is going to happen eventually to car model XYZ? They're going to stop making it, right? And so, so are, you money, proposing, are, are, are you proposing – go ahead. No, are you proposing that that they basically employ the students? I, I mean, in all honesty, that's, that's kind of the game that the NCAA plays. You get, you get cut off in all these labels and titles. Um, it, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, call it employment, whatever you want to call it. In my opinion, just give them that $178, allow them to, to profit off of their likeness and, you know, their um, celebrity. And, you know, wh- why even get involved in, 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 in that aspect? You, you can't, you can't, and, and it's not genuinely amateurism now. I mean, because you are paying them something. That scholarship is worth $50,000 a year. So it's not amateurism now. And, I mean, and another, another, another thing to, to think about is the fact that it cannot be if you got an equation, right? You got um, coaches, administrators. You got the 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 athletic director at Ohio State makes a million dollars. That's absurd. 
But you, you got coaches, administrators, players. It can't be professional for everybody but the players. So, what, uh, you, have you guys heard of Jason Whitlock? Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he, he had you know I about <laughs> everything that he says I disagree with, but he was right about this. He, they were talking about you know amateurism and you know paying college players. He made he made uh, a pretty good point in that you know if amateurism or if um, paying college players with you know education was such a good idea, make coaches that's their pay. As long as you're a coach, you get to go to school. That's your pay. Do that. See how much they see how much they agree with that. Look, I you know what? We had a show about this before. I was um of the mindset at that time until I did some more research that there is an exchange of of um there's an exchange, right? You're you're contributing your service going on the field playing as a as an athlete and then it's changed for that you're receiving a college education which you just mm. acknowledged is a form of payment. That yeah. was the, denying that. Yeah, that was that was my baseline argument. Um uh-huh. you know, th- it evolved over time and then it led to the video where that changed to where you know, it was like okay, they're making a lot of money off their brand. We heard the O'Bannon story, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, it was at the point where, okay, and I think one of FIFO's arguments was that you should at least be allowed to make money off your brand because they're making money off you. And I think that's kind of yeah. where I was at. I think for me it was like, okay, how do you manage the situation? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are now reports that are saying that adolescence ends in the late 20s, you know, mid-25s. You know, so it's like – how you know, and and how do we get to the age of eighteen that we're at now? So you can be you're a legal adult at the age of eighteen, you can vote, but you, you're not mature or smart enough to manage alcohol. You have to be twenty one. So it sounds like the there there was arbitrary age. I guess uh, these these age groups that they put these people in for various reasons to basically control whatever they wanted to control whenever they were making these things up. And I think now we're at the situation now where I think the whole world is at the point where college athletes need to be paid because they look at that as a farm system. Like, you know, I know people don't like the slavery comparisons, but to a certain degree it kind of is. I think it's appropriate in certain situations. I think it can apply, you know, and that's kind of how I looked at it at times, even though it's it's a very basic common argument, but there's some validity there. So I do believe that that there needs to be some form of compensation. I do believe that they should at least be able to make money off their brand, especially if you are one of the marquee players. But how that money is given to them, how that money is distributed, that's kind of where I'm having difficulty with, with, with this. So pay them, but how do you give it to them? Because they're not at the age where some may be able to manage the money. Well, I mean, I can't, I you know, I can't agree with or disagree with that more. I mean, you can't, even in the video that you guys had, I, I can't remember who brought it up, but, I mean, even in the real world, you can't, I mean, it, it sounds good. My, my brother actually makes the same argument. You know, it sounds good. You know, let's, uh, a more reasonable person should be, you know, dispensing the money. Let me do something good for you with this money. That sounds like a good argument, but at the end of the day, I mean, once again, when I turn 18, I am adult. It's it's not against the law to be an idiot. It's not against the law to 
burn your money. It's not against the law to, you know, spend all your money foolishly. That being dumb, unfortunately, is not against the law. It's not anybody's place to say that, you know, we're going to be the responsible person. We're going to do something reasonable with your money. We're going to hold on to this until you graduate because, you know, you're 18, you're not, you don't have the full capacities to manage this money properly. That's not anybody's position to do that. The day you turn 18, you are an adult. Even in, even even before you turn 18, you could give the money to a re- responsible person like your parent to do something uh, with the money for you. No, no other place in society does this situation or does this scenario exist other than college sports. Kid actors, the money until they become adult, the money is given to their parents. Right then, not you know we're, we're not going to hold you know Gary Coleman as an example. His parents got the money then. They they, they didn't have to wait till he turned twenty one or eighteen. They got the money then. This scenario you, does not happen. Go ahead. Yeah, but and and that's true. But you do have scenarios where there are parents that do put money in trust funds for their kids. Also, you know, and and yeah, but, and, but, if, but, and, but and their, here we but are. Their parents did get the money. Their parents did get the money. They didn't have to wait. They didn't have to. They didn't have to uh, uh, have to wait for somebody to decide when it was the best time to give them the money. They got the money at the end of the day. They got yeah, they got the money. money, but but in certain situations, depending on the parent or the the, the household, they would put the money in a trust fund and re- and mm-hmm. would make a legal agreement that th- they cannot have access to this money until they sure. reach this certain age. But I guess we as a society, as a college, as an institution, as a I think that it's still maybe, and I get where you're coming from. I don't wholeheartedly disagree with it, but I also think that, you know, one of the things you said is it's not illegal to be an idiot. But we as adults, we, that, that college institution should also be able to help guide these kids. And if, if they can help them by giving them financial education, by withholding the money until they're able to make sound decisions because they've matured over the years. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you're helping to contribute them to a positive part of society. You're still educating them to a certain degree. I I, I get that, but at the end of the day, once again, it sounds altruistic. It sounds maybe even right, but at the end of the day, it goes back to my original uh, point of contention. In the United States of America, the day you turn 18, you're an adult. That's your money. You can do whatever you want to do with it. Okay, if you make the good decision, that's good. If you make a bad decision, at the end of the day, it's ultimately your uh, responsibility. Something you're going to have to live with. You can't just. Uh, the the biggest issue with me with this is how the 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 length of time this has been going on, and just how it it has been able to successfully, um, uh, I guess, buck. Just legal challenges. This does, it doesn't even sound like a United States of America. This is this is it sounds exactly like United States. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I just but I you mean, know what, just, Lamont? It, it goes back to it goes back to something that you said at the beginning of your call. It is capitalism, and and that's what it is. And it's unfortunate because, um, you know, they the the students, the athletic students, are treated as as commodities. Um, we just tweeted out probably uh, a couple of days ago about the ruling of the fact that you won't see uh, players and their likeness and jerseys and stuff when you go to these college football games this upcoming season. You'll see a lot. If you see 
if you see the jersey number 15 in, in your in the stands and it's not like the University of Florida where you would have associated with Tim Tebow, it's because the mm. NCAA has mandated that schools just put the number 15 out for jerseys because it's 2015. Um, you know, so it's they're, they're trying to cut back on. Well, that yeah, that, I mean, that's their way to that's their way yeah, to not have to. Exactly. Because that's ultimately they, they're going to end up having to play players that this Ed O'Bannon case is still stuck in litigation. Um, and so the NCAA, and I'm pretty sure you and everybody else listening heard about the uh, the failed attempt by uh, Northwestern to form the players from Northwestern yeah. to form as a union. Um, so that yeah. that was a blow to the the cause of moving away from the amateurism. Um, I'm hopeful that it will happen, especially when you have a billion dollar industry such as college athletics. Uh, is it likely? I mean, I hope so because I would love to see them get paid. Uh, it's it's gonna have it's gonna have to take something more than just people talking about it and moving. I mean, like we would have to. I think you have to have major major legislature to get any type of movement going on it because it's just a good old boys network. And you know, as long as the money's flowing, they have college. They have no problem paying each other. You talk about playing paying well, a college player, then everybody wants yeah. to stop. So, well, Johnny Cochran, um, Johnny Cochran, before he died, he was trying to uh, formulate a movement um, to address this issue. One thing I, I do, you know, once again, I, I do concede that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, all those facilities that are on college's campus, our college campuses, the new weight rooms, the, the uh, stadiums, and in a lot of cases that are actually better than NFL stadiums, that was built by football, football and men's basketball. Of course, of course. Oh, of course. And, you know, at the of end course. of the day, I mean, it, it's it's going to be, you know, in, in my opinion, I um I, I don't know if you know field hockey should exist if field hockey can't support itself. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. really about you those. Can, you can. You're right. It, it's about. You can, it's about yeah, you can go to generating any, sports, and I, I think yeah, that's. I mean, you that, can go to. That's probably. I think as they move forward, they'll probably move towards that as far as talking about who who gets compensation, but we're just not sure. Um, Lamont, we got a we got more phone calls we got to get to. Hey, I got you. Thanks I got for calling. Appreciate it. We definitely I appreciate it, brother. Guys, right on with, with everything you're talking about. I'm gonna call in. I'm gonna start listening to the show. Hey, please appreciate do, it, Lamont. Please do and pass the word. All right, you guys be easy. Peace. Peace. Phone number Lamont called six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code four one zero four one zero. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's going on, fellas? It's AJ from Baltimore. What up, AJ? Yeah, man. Shout out to Lamar for picking up all the time. I feel like I should like call y'all back. Hey, we know what's going on, man. AJ? If we, if we need to, we'll go over a little bit tonight, man. We we got started a little later. We were having some technical difficulty issues. And um, so, now nah, it, it's all good. So, everybody everybody that's on, and it looks like we got, let me see, one, two, three, four, I think five more calls in queue. I tell you what, we'll make sure that everybody gets on tonight if we got to stay a few minutes over 11 because uh, uh, his call didn't run kind of long, but I want to make sure everybody get a chance to holler, especially considering the fact that we didn't do a show last week. What you got for us tonight, AJ? Man, AJ's called in before us. Quit tripping. What's going on, man? Kind of, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Let's get to hear from you. I know it's been a while. Um, I didn't think it was kind of funny that y'all skipped the show the day Dino Smith got his jaw broke. 
I just thought I was hilarious. Yeah, we we had we had we we were, we kind of bagged up on videos, man. So we had we we shot three videos last week. Yeah, we had um, to. We'll be shooting again. Yeah, we had to. We didn't. And you you know, AJ, we we never miss a show, but we just that was the trying to coordinate our schedule. That was the only day that all of us could get together. So we had to kind of scrap that. And um, but we back, we back. So the videos should be dropping soon. Um, as we get closer to the season, we'll have more obviously to come. So, but yeah, we so we didn't get a chance to talk about that. If you want to talk about it, more than what you're more than welcome to. Yeah, all right, and, and no doubt, guys. You know, I'm, I'm not one of them fans, man, who I'm grateful. I see y'all attacking them on Twitter every day of the week. I know Ken is a match of the block button. It's all love over here, man. I understand what y'all do. It's not like y'all getting paid for it. I'm, I'm just having fun. That's funny. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, let's get to it. We're all former athletes to a to some extent. You know, I've gotten into plenty of locker room situations, and you know, give you through talk, and it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of testosterone flowing, especially in football. So I have to ask y'all, man, what, what do y'all think of the whole situation? I mean, the media's kind of throwing it back and forth. You know, Jimmy didn't deserve it, but maybe he did. The guy was all his fault. It was over money and. You know, I, I guess we'll just kick it off with that. Uh, what was y'all's What was y'all's opinion on that? Um, for me, and I'll, I'll be quick. Uh, I, I don't. It's It's hard to quantify and say a guy deserved to get punched. I mean, you know, nothing short of you. If he, you know, if Geno Smith hit that guy, uh, and then he punched him, that's different. But I mean, if he was in his face and they came toe to toe, you still don't slug a guy. I mean, you, they're not your not your quarterback of all people. Um, and over $600? I mean, dude, this is the thing that's funny to me. This guy made $600,000 last year. Now, you tell me where with a college degree, and I'm assuming that he has a college degree, with a college degree, where, where can you find a job making $600,000 a year with no experience? So you're going to risk that for $600? Come on, man. That's dumb. I mean, he, he's lucky because I think had uh, you know Rex Ryan not picked him up, He'd be unemployed right now, over six hundred dollars. And you know what? He still ain't got his money. (laughs) 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 You lose your, you lose your job, and you don't get your little six hundred dollars that you're complaining about. So now you, at no point, man, do you? And I've been in locker rooms, man. You, I, it got me to thinking. Like I I can't think of a teammate that I wanted to punch. I've had teammates I didn't like. I had teammates I didn't necessarily care for. But at the end of the day, we we put on the same jersey, so I was willing to go to go to battle with them every Saturday or every Friday night. But no, nah, I'm not I'm not punching no teammates. I mean, what are we six? You don't think the principal count? Like sometimes dudes just violate. Like you don't think that was a violation? But I mean, but but AJ, at the end of the day, is and and, and granted, when you're making six hundred thousand, six hundred dollars is like six dollars to everybody on this phone call. I mean, you're not you're not gonna miss six. And it's easy for me to say that because it's not my six hundred dollars. But you know, I I just don't know that you just hit a guy for six hundred dollars. I mean, <laughs> if, the, if the guy was sleeping with his wife or something, that's different. But I mean, come on, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump. And this this is the quarterback. You hit the quarterback, you're getting cut. There's no if ands doubts. There's no if ands buts about it. Man, I, I, look, I, I feel you, man. You owe me money. Yeah, I I I feel I feel uh what's his name Ikebedeka. What what is it? <laughs> I, whatever. I, let's 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 just call him I K I K. Okay, I K because I don't want him punching me. Um, I I feel him, man. I, I feel him. Um, 
dude on the money, man. Look, man, look, look. We all know how people are about their money. This is like this is one of the commandments that for whatever reason didn't make it. People don't <laughs> play about their money. It's a it's a it is known, especially black folks. Don't play about their money. When you right. owe somebody money, you give them their money. It's a golden rule. I don't understand why. And Geno Smith knows this. Give the dude his bread. Now, I understand that they may have, you know, I understand sometimes people may come at you a certain way and he may may not have liked the way that IK approached him about it. And I understand that sometimes you can catch feelings about that and, you know, you, you, you start talking back, man, man, I'm going to give you whatever, whatever. And then, but at that point, you know, you have to live with the consequences, you know, but it all could have been resolved if he just would have given him his money. It's not that hard. Geno Smith has decision-making problems. <laughs> and a hey, hey, Kim, hey, Kim, sorry, man. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Kyle, man, have you ever seen this movie called Minister Society? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the beginning with Samuel Jackson when he asked the guy for his yeah, money? Yeah, he, he said, he, when, when he shot Tat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, I get what you're saying. Cause it, it, it may sound immature, man, but it's the principle, dog. Like, I, it, it's, I the principality I go, it's the principalities. I get I, it, man. Like, you can't I not just, do that. And then you see this, and you I know just, Gino got it. You know he got it. And then he's just going to walk in front of you every day like, nah, I'll pay you back. Nah, man, I got you. Nah, man, I got you. Like, come on, man. Like, I can see how that can kind of build up. Like, I don't think he just went up to him and just popped him. That, that, that's incredible. But, I but, but you know what, too, AJ? You, you know what? And I think the biggest thing that I take away from this is that none of us were in that locker room, so we don't know. We, we got part of the story. Brandon Marshall said that he was never in his face, and Brandon Marshall's in the locker room. I found it interesting that nobody, prior to Brandon Marshall speaking out about it yesterday, nobody came and bumped for Geno Smith. So, I mean, Revis said it was fault on both sides. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm not in there, but I just, for $600, nah. I'm not, I, I get it, but I'm just not going, I'm not going to knock you off $600. I will. <laughs> <laughs> My man, kid. <laughs> yeah, and, and you and you have to explain to your wife and your two kids about why daddy's at home now because he ain't got no job like Tommy. No, I'm just not going to do it. Man, you're going to give right, me my man. money, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got your money. Come on, man. The pencil, dog. But now, nah, man, um, I, I guess I'm closing up with this, man. Um, we I got a fantasy draft for my job in like two weeks, and I need, a, I, I need a quarterback. I, I saw the, the preview yuck you can you and BZ did on YouTube today, and you know, man, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see what, what, what Peyton Man is gonna do. But like, I, I need a surefire bet. Like, who do you think would be the best? I'll, I'll say like your top three quarterback picks for this year's fantasy draft. Well, where, where are you picking? Do you know where you don't know where you draft? If they do anything where you know where you're drafting at, or you probably won't know until half an hour before the draft. I don't think I, I think I, I won't know till like that day, at that morning. I probably go in. Oh, I mean, you, right. can't, you can't you can't lose with with, with Luck and Roger. What was he going to say again? Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with the Luck and Rogers are are sure first first round picks. Um, personally, me myself, I think there's a lot of value to be had third fourth round. Um, if you don't manage to get them, or even Peyton Manning, and you know if you, I wouldn't draft Breeze coming around in the second round maybe. 
but you wouldn't go wrong drafting him depending on who you got. But um, I, I think, man, <sighs> Rogers Luck for sure. I think I, I really need. I'm like B man. I need to know where you're drafting because that that's gonna that's, that's gonna, gonna determine, uh, determine yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's gonna determine a lot. You yeah, know, know where you're drafting at. You know, so yeah, because, that's interesting, man. <laughs> yeah, because technically, right around because you know, and I think that's one of the things that B said last night. Like that, those first six to seven picks are gonna be running backs and probably like a receiver. So anything after that, if one of them fall to you, you're you're probably good. Um, but I, I wouldn't, for me personally, if if I don't get Luck or Rogers, I wouldn't stress about a quarterback. Uh, nah. It's funny, man. I don't hear nobody saying Peyton Manning like anywhere. No, any of the no, no. The only not thing, you, the only concern I have with Peyton Manning is because they they've t- they've talked about um, trying to save him, you know, for the season, and they got three running backs. And I think they're going to really try to try to use C.J. Anderson a lock this year based on what he did last year. His preseason game wasn't that great, but sometimes it takes players to, to, to warm up. But I think they're going to run a lot and not throw as much. But Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and somebody else, they did leave the league in red zone touchdowns last year. So that's something to consider when they get in the red zone. They can throw yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to consider They're that. going to throw it. But with C.J. Anderson, they may not try to throw it as much. But you can't go wrong with Manning either. No doubt. No doubt. doubt. Hey, as always, A.J., man, we definitely appreciate it, man. All right, fellas, man, take it easy. All right, A.J. Peace. Peace. Phone number A.J. Call 646 Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 508. Our boy Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? What's up, Kyle? What's up, Ken? What up, DZ? What up, FIFO? What up, man? Uh, good. What's good? Uh, just been chilling, working on some stuff, listening to Miles Davis all day. My you man. You lose. Can't you lose. Mm-hmm. What you got for us tonight? Uh, before I put my question out there, I just want to address the two things. Um. Geno Smith, uh, it's not one size fault. There's probably a number of factors, like all things, because putting it all on one person, like you blame Geno, it's it's that just world phenomenon. People deserve what they get, get what they deserve. So hey, that's it. There's probably a number of factors. If he didn't do this, or if they didn't do that, it's it is what it is. But he's lucky Rex right. Ryan was that dude to say, "Hey, come over here." Um, right. And. Uh, Oh, oh, James Harrison. I I understand it. The only thing I'd say is I got participation ribbons when I was a kid, mm-hmm. so that that was different. Like if you're not, I don't you agree with the trophy. Ribbon, like a little, okay. yeah, it's just a ribbon, not not a full blown like you know pay for a trophy. So that didn't deter me. But like if you get like a trophy, George Carlin said it best back in '08 in his last special. It, and you actually mentioned it earlier, Kyle. If it has the, if the first time he's hearing it, when he get this failure at his job when he's getting fired, you fucked yep. up. Yep. So you gotta, yeah. hear, gotta hear the word no. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta in, ins and outs, ups and downs. But um, the thing I actually thought about because I lost track of my question when listening about the college topic earlier was um, Philip Rivers just got his contract. And 
it's a big one. Um, first part is, how do you guys think, did, did he deserve it? Is he worth it with his age or how he's been consistent? And the second thing, the more, I think, important question is, the audacity, the temerity, the mitigated goal of Eli Manning wanting to be the highest-paid guaranteed <laughs> money quarterback. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Um, man, uh, Philip Rivers. I I was a little surprised that his deal got done as quickly as it got done. Um, just mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, man, they were talking about Philip Rivers may not, you know, because the team is kind of like an influx. They may be moving to. Um, uh, L.A. and Philip yeah. Rivers did not want to move his wife and eight children to L.A. Mm-hmm. Not sure why Philip Rivers has eight kids, but hey, who am I to knock him? <laughs> but uh, but I, I was kind of surprised. But and and if you kind of correlate that with Eli, um, it's the market. I, do I think Eli? If you look at Eli's numbers, Eli hadn't won a playoff game since. The, the run that the Giants went on a couple of years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And, you know, and his numbers have suffered. And, and subsequently, now, you know, last year they had injuries. Uh, if I'm the Giants, I'm not giving Eli a new contract right now. I say let's play out the season. Let's see how he does with Beckham Jr. and a healthy uh, Cruz. And, you know, the running game is kind of in flux. The Giants already have injuries up front on the offensive line, and the secondary is dismantled already, and we haven't mm-hmm. started the season. So, I mean, a lot is going to be on Eli. I, I would say, no, we're not doing a deal until next year. Uh, yeah. But for him to be the highest paid, no, nah, I'd be like, no, nah, Eli, you got to you, – you know, top five, I don't even know if I would give Eli top five money because he's not a top five quarterback. He's top ten? Mm. Uh, he, as I, you know, I put it like this, Ryan. We did a top ten <laughs> video that'll be dropping soon. I, Is I'm he in your list this year? I don't. Well, he didn't make my list. I think he's on right. one of our lists. Listen, I think he's on listen, one of listen, our lists. Listen, listen. <laughs> the man, the man won two Super Bowls. Um. We know Eli can throw the ball. His his problem has always been interceptions. That that's a big yeah. problem. That's a big yeah. problem. But the fact of the matter is, the man does have two Super Bowls. He has the talent. The man can play the game when he has the talent around him. The way they're handing out money nowadays, pay him. He he's better than a lot of the other quarterbacks that's that's getting the money that they're getting. So so if you got a Wait, we're talking about Eli? Yeah, Eli, right? So, yeah, wait, yeah. Eli or Phillip Rivers? Eli. Eli. So you're talking about Eli. Okay, go ahead. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, man, I, I, I would pay Eli, man. It's hard to find quarterbacks nowadays that that can win. And you're talking about a guy that, that can get it done, a guy that, unlike Dalton, that at least when he gets to the, to the playoffs, he can win games. Give him the money. Because if you go to the playoffs, the guy knows how to take it to the Super Bowl if the if he has all the right pieces in in, in place, pay him. Who else you gonna go get to to, to fill to fill his seat? Can't tell him. Same thing R-G-3? with Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers deserves his money too. Now yeah. Phillip Rivers can sometimes turn into bad Eli, but the fact right. of the matter, you're talking about a guy that went toe to toe with the Patriots. You know, in their heyday, he just—they just didn't have—they just lost 
they were unlucky in, in certain, you know, parts of the game. But Phillip mm-hmm. Rivers is a top ten quarterback. He can play the game yeah. at any given oh, yeah. season. Eli yeah. Manning can be a top ten quarterback. You can say that about those guys. Some of the other guys that are getting that's getting money, you can't say that about them definitively. I agree. Hey, there it is. Hey, man, as always, thanks for calling in, Ryan, man. We definitely appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you guys. Before I go, I just want to say Ken, Ken's right about fantasy football. If I can just barely make the playoffs with Jake Cutler, you don't need to have a star QB for your team. Nah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, Double digit points away from just in decimals away from making the sixth seat. So hey, it can be done. It Especially is. if you almost hit it, it with color. Good God. Yeah, hey, I know, right? Yeah. Beast mode and Murray, man. Beast mode and Murray. Calling in, Ryan. We'll holler at you Appreciate next you time. guys. Peace. Right, peace. Speaking of Chi-Town, man, let's go to our boy. Our man Jock, man. Jock, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on? Chilling, chilling. What's up with so, you? Um, not Perfect much. Uh, we talking about Jake to. Cutler. Sorry about that, Jock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about the Bears quickly, uh, very shortly. First, uh, Cubs uh, having a really, really great August right now. Uh, they won, was it 14 or less, 16 or something like that. They're, it's, it's very exciting right now for to be a Cubs fan right now because uh, it's looking like they're going to be in the playoffs this year. I'm very excited about that, and that's that's a good thing right there. For, that's that's good. I think that's good for baseball if they get in the playoffs because it's one of the story franchises in the league. And when they're good, it looks good for the league. All right, yeah, and uh, yeah. So you guys didn't have the show last week, and because uh, I really wanted to call in about uh, Patrick Kane and what happened with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, weigh in on that. It's uh, I don't know. It's uh, Kane is like uh. He's had problems before, but I don't see nothing like this. And, uh, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I hope he's innocent. If he's not, then so be it. But, yeah, it, it would really suck. Like, this whole thing really sucks right now. And uh, really the reaction has kind of been one of the more upsetting things because uh, it happens a lot with uh, these, like, athletes getting accused of rape. It's just you assume that people are assuming that it's being made up. Like, these women, like, want money and they – and that's all they're after, but you don't know that. You don't know if, like, it's not fair to assume Patrick King raped this person, but it's also not fair mm-hmm. to assume that this person's making it up. And uh, right. people get mad when uh, they, people call Patrick King a rapist, but they're out there calling this woman like a, a whore and someone uh, who's just out for money. It's just, you don't know what's going on. He could he could have done it. He could not have done it, but we don't know. I know. Yeah, for, for, those, of you, for those of you not up to speed, uh, Patrick Kane is a hockey player, very famous hockey player. Uh, he's in, he plays for – who does he play for? Um, Blackhawks. Jo- Blackhawks, I'm sorry. Yeah, plays for the Blackhawks. Uh, very well known in hockey. Uh, he is currently facing uh, rape allegations. Uh, the word came down uh, late last week. And uh, they're just allegations, but uh, the woman filed a report. Uh, they are looking into it. He has not been brought up in any charges, but from what I could read in the media, uh, some people were criticizing the media for not being, um, I guess, attacking him per se. And then there's been a lot of sentiment from the public who uh, who are attacking this young lady who is accusing him. Obviously, we all know that that's a heinous crime. 
Um, and it's also something very hard to prove, and that's not something that you play with. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens. Hockey, you know, you, you don't hear about a lot of hockey guys getting into trouble, um, but this is big. And, I mean, the league definitely can't afford to have one of their stars uh, do time or at least have to go on trial for something like this. Yeah, Patrick Kane might be the biggest name in Chicago sports right now, other than maybe wow. Derek Rose. Um, he's uh, at least Patrick Kane's like won championships, and yeah, so this is this when it broke, it was like everything stopped with Chicago sports. Like everything stopped. They just had to focus on the story for like the next couple of days, and uh, yeah, it was not, it was unexpected. It was huge. And uh, one thing, another thing I want to get to about the Bears. So I assume you guys already heard about Kevin White and the extent of the yeah. injury. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm not as upset about the injury because that happens and, you know, it sucks, but it happens sometimes. Like, as a joke, I named my fantasy team Kevin White MIA for the Denver Sports League because uh, it was at first it was like this injury wasn't – they weren't saying this injury was that serious. And, uh, like, he was always – this guy missed his first – maybe the first week's training camp, they'll be ready pretty shortly. And then it was just, it kept getting pushed back. Like he wasn't going to be in the first game. Like, and they said he was going to start walking. He was going to start running and he'd be on the practice field very shortly. And then Saturday, it just comes out. Oh, wait, no, he's probably not going to be here the entire year. And, uh, it, wow. it annoyed me like how dishonest they were about it. Like they pretty much, they, I, there's no way. Cause the injury was a hairline fracture and it happened in OTA. So they knew about this injury. And mm-hmm. and they just weren't telling anyone. They weren't telling the media. They weren't telling the fans that this was a much more serious injury and he could be gone for a long time. And uh, maybe it was, like, worried that maybe fans would lose more enthusiasm, like, because enthusiasm has already been pretty low for the season and for his team. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, like, this also makes the GM look even worse because he was very openly dishonest about this. And, uh, right. He's already off to a bad start with this with new uh, team. And what do you gain from being misleading like that? You, you yeah. can't even run from this. The truth is bound to come out. Exactly. And, uh, like, you know, this is his first draft pick. He traded away the number one receiver in Marshall. Like, I get that in a way because he wasn't, like, the best teammate. But considering the low return, I was never pleased with that trade and then this was the guy to replace him and now he's hurt and so yeah this doesn't look good for him he's already had the Ray McDonald uh signing that was a disaster so yeah it's not I'm not as confident in our GM right now and you know what it's going to get tougher for him particularly if the Bears struggle um you still got all Sean Jeffries you still have uh Matt Forte um you know, but Jay Cutler's going to need as much help as he can because Jay Cutler can and will be Jay Cutler, unfortunately. So, ooh, that, 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 ooh, that don't sound too good at all. Don't sound good and, at all. Uh, and before I go, um, I just want to know, have you guys heard about uh, the Boston Red Sox just picked up former Tigers GM Dave Dombrowski to be there just in the baseball operations? I saw that right before we went on the air. That's 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 big for them. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I hate the Boston Red Sox, but that's big for them. Yeah, their current GM just stepped down too, and uh, kind of a shame for him because he didn't really have a chance to show like like how good he was because he's uh he did a good job of bringing young talent for that team, and yeah, so now he has, he's stepping down because he doesn't want to 
lose his job as GM because Dombrowski was going to get his own guy. And speaking of baseball, man, before before we get you off, job, hey, for for those of you knuckleheads tweeting me about the Yankees, we're, we're fine. Relax, relax. You guys are leading the division. I, I mean, but, but Josh, I got like five tweets last week when Toronto uh, took the lead, and then of course we went to Toronto. We took two out of three. We're the Yankees. Relax. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. <laughs> got a big yeah, it's be a really interesting race, and in and uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Sure. It's gonna be interesting. I. I I don't know what the hell we're going to get from CeCe, but that's another day for another story. Um, hey, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> As always, man, thanks for calling in, John. We appreciate it, man. All right, you guys have a good night. Peace. You too. Peace. Phone number, John, call 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's keep it right here in the ATL. 404, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Naj, man. Can y'all hear me? Naj, what's YouTube. up, man? I'm what's on my old man Naj? swag today. Hey, old man swag. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on, Naj, man? Long time no year. Yeah, yeah no, no right. question, man. Much respect to y'all. Still holding it down as usual. Now, look, Appreciate man, I, I know y'all ain't got a lot of time, so I'm going to try to be brief. Uh, the brother who called in earlier about college football, man, he, okay, man, he lays so much... Yeah, Lamont, Lamont left so much out there, I barely got anything to clean up. But he left a few things open, <laughs> so I'm going to add those. Uh, first things first, when you go to work, everybody on this phone, on Friday, you expect a paycheck. We don't need a paternalistic CEO to come down and tell us, I can tell you how to spend your money better. I'm more qualified to tell you how to spend your money. No, 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 no. I work, give me my money. Those guys are in a sharecropping system, and they deserve to be paid, no question. Uh, as far as the welfare sports, the other sports which are paid for by basketball and football, they should be club sports. They should take a bus. All of this flying across the country, playing in half-empty stadiums, that's got to go. That's off the, the sweat equity of those other athletes, and they all know right. it. They could be club sports and play teams locally and ride a bus there. We all did it. when We played on a high school team, and some of us played on the JUCO team. Catch the bus, homie. No more flights for those for those non-revenue sports. Uh, I guess, <laughs> and I guess, I guess the other thing I would add, man, when, when you talk about this thing, because it's, it's gone on for so long that we've taken just people being abused as normal. Like there, there's no other place to where you can make that much revenue and have everybody benefit, but the people who actually produce it. And you think, yep. of, you think about that trough that everybody else is eating off of. I'm talking about the AD, the president, the board, we're talking about the, the local scene when you start talking about the people who actually work at the game. And don't even start talking about the bars because people will fight over a shift when the UGA game is coming up if you're working at a bar in Athens. So <laughs> that, that trough of money trickles down everywhere except the actual people producing it. And, and that's a damn shame uh, in 2015. We really do have to change that. And uh, hey, moving hey, on real, to... Real quick, real quick Nodge, let me, let me put this out there. For those of you listening online, uh, the show is going to cut off in, six, in about 60 seconds. We're going to let Naj finish off his call. Then we got one more call in queue before we get out of here. So I just wanted to get, let you guys know. Uh, remember, the show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So if you missed any parts of the show, make sure that you check out the archives. You can catch us on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on everywhere. Uh, make sure that you hit us up. We're also on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, so that's going to do it for those of you listening. For those of you who are on the phone lines, 
you'll still be able to hear the entirety of the call as well as the remainder of the podcast. So go ahead and finish, Nas. Okay, and uh, the Patrick Kane situation. Horrible situation right now. We all don't know what happened, of course, as the gentleman just said, but it is amazing to see that the the Rush to Be First media, who is always, always rushing out here with half-cock stories, all of a sudden, they want to be responsible. They want to make sure they right. play this the right way. Interesting that that happens with Patrick Kane. Uh, and then moving on to Gino and AK. This wasn't about the money, man. This was about the principles. This was about respect. This is about you being in front of your, your group as far as the defense, and in your mind, you're getting chumped off in front of them, and then you just act irrationally and punch the man in the face. That, that's what that was about. It wasn't about. Would, would you have? Would you have punched him, Naj? I can't say that. More than likely, if I'm thinking logically, of course not. But if I'm in a situation as an athlete on a team, and my, you know, he was talking about this all week, probably. Oh, he's gonna pay me today. He's gonna pay me today. <laughs> and you got your teammates looking. That can egg you on to do something you wouldn't normally yeah. do. You know it had to have been like right. a build-up. It had to be some type of build-up. It had to. Oh, you, you know it. You know he's asking for money. But the, the real question was, if I was going to come to your camp and somebody in my family died and I had to go to the funeral instead of coming to your camp, for you to even have the audacity to ask me for the money, that would have been a conversation up front. Like, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I missed your camp, a legit reason. I didn't just blow your camp off. So I think Gino should have came at him like that in the first place instead of even promising to pay him the money, which he obviously didn't feel like he should have paid, so he tried to slow play it. But, hey, man, the word is your bond. And when you're dealing with irrational people, that can happen to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Hey, you know, it, it was kinda, I kind of I kind of pictured it like, uh, remember how it was on Friday when Red was asking Debo for his change? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, man, you got my $600? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, and you know how it goes, man. Like I said, it wasn't about the 600 It was about losing face in front of those other guys, man. That's all. You know what I mean? That's all that situation was. That's why I escalated. But uh, good show tonight, man. I'm glad I called in. Much respect to y'all. Uh, keep holding it down, man. Right, hey, as always, nice. man. Thanks for calling in, Nas. We appreciate it, brother. Show. Peace. On my man Nas call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh looks like we got got one more call on here. Let's go to looks like we got my dad on. Dad, what's up, man? Not much, Kyle. I was just listening to your show and enjoying it very much. All right. Uh you and I have talked about that Geno Smith situation. I don't know whether that IK sneak punched him or not, but uh, you don't hit your teammate under any circumstances. And if you are playing in the NFL, you know that there's a certain pecking order. If you are a marginal player and may not even make that team, you definitely aren't going to hit the franchise quarterback. I mean, Geno Smith is no Tom Brady or anything like that by any stretch of imagination, but he very well could be the best the Jets had. He might, you know, and we don't know whether or not this is his year for the light as far as professional football to come on. And that could have been his year. So, I mean, you know, uh, if I'm a Jet, I'm not loving on IK because he just might have messed up my chance 
were postseason. Uh, now, the other thing I wanted to speak about was union ruling on Northwestern. I don't know. I don't think that's over. I mean, it's maybe over as far as private colleges are concerned. We don't know whether or not there's some smart kid at Stanford or Ohio State or Florida State or somewhere like that that might want to uh, partition the NLRB for uh, union, you know, for union status. If not union status, I too am of the opinion that, in fact, I think it's downright insulting for somebody to put my name on the back of a shirt, sell X number of dollars those shirts, and I can't get a crumb out of it. You're making money because, okay, let me give you an example. Uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has a shirt going in Tallahassee that's a Florida uh, uh, State shirt that Florida State's made buku money off of. Mm-hmm. But that Tampa Bay shirt that's gone, that's probably on sale and is probably being sold throughout Tampa, James is getting a cut of that. You better believe he's getting a cut of that. You know, his name, he should get paid. And uh, 